Hey, what's going on? Thank you for tuning into this segment of the Business Life of Coffee podcast called Coffee Shop Q&A. This is where we speak with an expert and guest who will tell you the things you need to know to sidestep some of the challenges that entrepreneurs face and to help you accelerate your life in some way. This week, we're talking all about how to grow your business through exposure. Because let's face it, if you are building a business and no one knows about it, are you really in business and how long will you be in business? So this week we're joined by a very special guest who I've worked with indirectly for quite some time through some of her colleagues. Uh, Her name is Margie Feldhun and she is the CEO, co-founder of Interview Connections, the first and leading podcast booking agency. Hey Margie, thanks for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, so let's go ahead and get started. Could you tell a little bit of people, tell, tell people a little bit about why you started Interview Connection? Yeah. So I have kind of a unique entrepreneurial journey because I am the CEO of Interview Connections um, and co-owner, 50% owner, but I did not found the company. So this company was founded in 2013 by my business partner, Jessica Rhodes. And it started because she wanted to work from home. She had a new baby and her dad, luckily for us, happens to be a business coach and a really good one. So he said, you can work from home, you can be a virtual assistant and I will be your first client. So she was doing a number of different tasks for him. And one of them was him podcast because his name is Jim Palmer and Jim saw really early the benefit of not only having your own podcast, but consistently being a guest on other people's shows and getting in front of their audiences. So he, I mean, 2013 was early to, to be doing that. So he had just booking on podcasts and helped her niche it down so that instead of being an hourly virtual assistant, she created you know packages and options just around booking. And that was how Interview Connections um, was born. And created a new industry of podcast booking agency when that did not exist before. Yeah. And I mean, if we look back to 2013, podcasting was just at its origin. So that's pretty insightful to think that the the medium is going to expand and grow and that uh, it's important to be a part of that. So I guess now looking at the podcasting landscape, as far as where it's come and where it's going, what are your thoughts on the future? That's such a good question. I think it's only going to keep growing. I mean, consistently. And now we see, you know, with the pandemic, with people quarantined, more and more people are starting shows. So there's I'm well over a million active shows on Apple Podcasts at this point. I think it will just continue to grow. I think one of the trends that we'll see is advertisers starting to pay more attention to smaller audiences because they see what we've seen the whole time and you know the value our clients get is they see a huge ROI in their business from you know the hosts of podcasts and podcast audiences even though we're not booking them on like top 10 iTunes shows with hundreds of thousands or millions of listeners it's smaller concentrated really engaged audiences that are super valuable and i think bigger companies are starting to see that too yeah and so to be a part of this ecosystem as a entrepreneur, where do you think the entrepreneur fits into this 
rising tide of uh, exposure and opportunity? I mean, everywhere. I think there's so much opportunity. And I know a lot of people have said, like they've talked to us and they've been like, well, you guys have you know, been in this game since 2013. Now it's too saturated. Like, I don't know if I can get into it. And I, I don't think that's true. I really think there is room for everyone. I think there's so much opportunity. And my advice in terms of finding entrepreneurial opportunity is always, like follow your passion and what your genius is. I definitely wouldn't like force a business around podcasting that isn't exciting for you just because you feel like you need to take advantage of that opportunity. But there's so much opportunity. So I do think that a lot of people could find a lot of success in new media, in podcasting, storytelling, speaking, and and there's definitely room for more trailblazers. Yeah, I I would agree. And I think so. I've had this podcast now for going on five years. It's been quite a a while and quite a journey. And it's been interesting to see the kind of conversations that I've had and I guess in front of the camera and even transitioning from an audio only to incorporating more video and just being excited about the iHearts of the world, the Spotify's of the world, and even now the Series XMs, you know, leaning into this podcasting space and really branding it as, as something worth investing. But my, my question to you, you know, thinking of the entrepreneur who's, who everyone's saying, oh, you gotta be on Instagram, you gotta be on Facebook, you gotta be on YouTube, you gotta be on TikTok now. Why podcasting is so unique that someone should really pay attention and, and think about podcasting as one of their marketing mediums. Yeah. I mean, there's a tiny check. And as entrepreneurs, I think a lot of us are kind of ADD. Like we like the excitement of new things and shiny objects. That's why we have businesses. I do think it's important to focus on what you're going to focus on. So I would never push someone like, you know, if your thing is Instagram and you just want to go all in on Instagram, I wouldn't force it. If you're really not interested in having a podcast, then I would say don't do it. But if your zone of genius is speaking and you love having conversations with successful entrepreneurs and getting visibility and networking that way, then being a guest on other people's shows is an incredible strategy for lead generation, for visibility. It's really, it's a lot of fun. And if you love speaking and you love talking and then your zone of genius, it's something to consider. But I would really say, don't dabble. Like if you're gonna do it, do it, go all in. We talk to our clients about committing for at least a year, doing at least four interviews per month, every single month on other people's shows to actually build the momentum that you need to see incredible results. So if someone's thinking about, I would say, go all in if this sounds great to you and really give it the amount of time it needs to like bear fruit. Yeah. And so then what are some of those results? What are some of the fruit that you tell your clients that they could expect or should be expecting by being on a podcast? Yeah, we have um, almost 200 clients at this point and in so many different industries. So we have so many success stories and they all look kind of different. So we have one example is Jack and Michelle Bosch. They own um, Orbit Investing. They are land investors, but they also have a really cool, robust education side to their company. And their strategy has been very focused on affiliate partnerships with hosts. So we book them on a show and we don't guarantee, you know, that the host want to be an affiliate of theirs. Some do and some don't, but they ask every host and enough of them have that they've generated multiple six figures in revenue in one year from guesting on podcasts. And those hosts have generated a ton of revenue as well in that partnership. So that's a cool example of really leveraging the relationship with the host. 
And then our client, Eric Brotman, he is a financial planner, so a different industry. He has a financial planning firm that is a multi-seven-figure, very successful, established firm. He's been doing this for a long time, but he's newer to podcasting and new media. He really jumped in in 2017 and didn't really even know what a podcast was. He went all in on being a guest on podcasts, and he started his own show. And at this point, a third of his clients for his financial planning firm are coming from his podcast appearances. So it's become a serious source of clients and revenue in his firm. Yeah, uh, it, it blows my mind, but in a good way, when I hear people who come on my show, just in passing, uh, even some of the friends that I have come on to give them a platform, and they say, yeah, you know, I got this really big deal from being on your show. Or, you know, somebody reached out to me and said, hey, I heard you on the Business Life and Coffee podcast. And that's really one of the keys is to drive business. I think also to drive trust, too, because what I, I think makes podcasting so great is that it's it's a personal connection, right? You're, you're in the ears of someone for 5, 10, 20 minutes at a time. And you get an opportunity to not just pitch but to tell your story, tell who you are, tell why you do it. And so it helps with that, uh, that no like and trust factor. And I think it's a pretty cool thing that uh, I'm fortunate to do by way of um, having a show and being on shows as well. But I think, you know, to your point, there's a lot of fruit to get from being on a, on a podcast. Yeah, I love that you said that because the trust factor being so high and people not just hearing about your business, but hearing about your story and who you are really is everything. And we grew interview connections from zero to seven figures fully organically, no paid ads at all, leveraging podcasting and guesting on podcasts. And now we've started to run Facebook ads, which has been great. I love ads, but there's such a difference in the leads that come in through ads and the leads that have heard us on shows. The ones who have heard us, they are such hot leads. They love us. They resonate with us. They're just like dream clients. And people who come in from ads, they may be interested in what our services or what we have to offer, but there's nowhere near the same level of trust and alignment. Jumpstart HR is changing the face of the HR industry with their outsourcing, project consulting, and phone support. Enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their HR needs from anywhere in the U.S., from new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy-to-use hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact. Yeah, and I think another part of that, of having the show for entrepreneurs who are thinking about getting on is that really people who reach out to me for speaking engagements or to do conferences or things like that, they want to get to know your presence. They want to get to know how you might show up in front of their audiences and to be able to have that portfolio of authentic engagement with a guest or on a show gives a, a conference planner or um Influence, influencer marketer, an opportunity to say, hey, I've, I've seen this person. I know how impactful they may be. I know what their story is. And I really want to 
put them in front of our audiences. And so it's really, yeah, I look at it every time you're on camera, you're auditioning and you just never know what you're auditioning for. So uh, I think it's super, super impactful. So Margie, let's, let's talk about if someone is looking to get into podcasting, uh, not necessarily getting into, into podcasting with, uh, with, with your company more so, but, but if you're, they're trying to wrap their brain around, okay, 2021 is a year that I get into this. What are some of the tools that they should have on their toolkit if they're looking to reach out to podcast hosts or podcast producers to get on their shows? That is such a, a good question. So I love what you just said, that every time you're on camera, you're auditioning, you just don't know for what. I'm actually going to write that down after this. <laughs> that was so cool. And it reminds me of something our client, Kristen Bowen, just said, and she is actually a product-based entrepreneur. And generally, we focus on service-based businesses with this strategy, but she has seen an incredible ROI. And she said, I treat every podcast appearance as if that host has paid me $10,000 to be there. That's good. And that's why she's so successful. It just, I think you two have a lot of synergy because it reminded me of like you're auditioning every time. So that's what I would really tell people who are getting started treat it with a level of seriousness and have that mindset to serve. You really want to give to the host. It's not about what you're getting, but really focus on how you can serve that host, how you can build that relationship with them, and how you can serve that audience and give freely, give free value, and you will see success. The other thing is you have to be consistent. Like if you're just gonna try it out and just, hey, I'll do 10, I'll see what happens, you're going to lose momentum and it's likely not going to be a successful strategy for you. You want to build it in. So it's just something you're doing every single week in your business. Every week you should be getting out there on someone else's show. And that is how you will build the momentum that you need to really get everything that the strategy has to offer. Yeah, I, I love it. I love the podcasting. I love that you say do it once a, once a week, especially in the midst of COVID because you know, there aren't the uh, Chamber of Commerce meetings, there aren't the, you know, conferences and events and things of that nature that are in person that you may have been used to hopping into your car, driving, going to a two hour event, doing your 20 minute, 15 minute talk. But but podcasting expands that opportunity for you as an entrepreneur to help people, enlighten people, inform people, engage people. So obviously, you know, you're preaching to the choir here, but there's somebody on the podcast listening that's like, all right, I need to reach out to Margie because it, it, it's about time. They, they've sold me. They've, uh, they, they've they've committed my focus and attention for, for the year. Yeah. And I mean, you, anyone who's thinking of going on the other side and starting a podcast who's listening should be doing exactly what you're doing. I just have to say, like researching your show before being a guest, your show is so good. And it shows that you have been doing it for so many years. I would guess that like, you know, five years ago, your first episodes weren't as good as your episodes now, but- They were not. <laughs> <laughs> that's important for people to hear. And it's true with being a guest as well. Your first interviews aren't going to be amazing, but it's by getting out there and continuing to do it that you achieve the level of excellence that Joey, you have with this show. And I have to tell you, I started as a contractor, as a booking agent with Interview Connections, became the first employee, then negotiated 50% equity, then became the CEO. And I remember I've picked up, I was a contractor booking agent. So when I saw that I was going to be a guest, I was so excited because you have been so consistent and I think you're so impressive and the show is so good. 
<laughs> you, I really appreciate that. Uh, we're going to put that clip on the website. So just so you know, <laughs> a little testimonial. Uh, but let's, as, as we come to the close, let's talk about some, uh, we talk about the dues. Uh, and we talked about the dues for being a podcast guest and a um, podcast producer. But maybe let's uh, help people steer away from some of the bad decisions they might make. So can we talk about some of the don'ts uh, for podcast guesting and then podcast hosting? Yeah. So as a guest and as a host, you want to, first of all, have the right equipment. Like you need to have you know, headphones and a microphone for your sound to be good enough, whether you're guesting or hosting. I don't think it has to be super, super complicated. You don't need like hundreds or thousands of dollars worth of equipment, but you need to take it seriously and, you know, at least have those two tools to sound good. And then I would have some clarity. We help our clients with this, but this is something you could do on your own of your one sheet. So I short mail that someone could read on podcasts and then have some suggested topics and questions you can send to hosts. And it's not like not every host is just going to go through them. You know, it's a real conversation, but it provides a jumping off point. It makes it easier to interview you and it allows you to start thinking about the types of things you want to talk about and the stories that you want to tell. Yeah, I I love it. One of the things that uh, I realized because I try to study people who are a little bit further and you really have to get to a place where you're you're an expert at no more than three things and you may go on different audiences and have different conversations but they're really going to align with you know three things some of the guests that we have on your uh, that come through your service uh you know i like their one sheet because it lets me know okay this topic may not be relevant but this one is And, and so it's incredibly helpful to be laser focused with the experience that you have and the expertise that you're able to give, because that again goes back to the authenticity. Like I would never tell you how to run a business as a partner um, because I started it as a solopreneur and I built a team um, that supports. So that's not going to be on my one sheet, but you know, being a solopreneur or uh, leading effective, you know, leading effective HR in a small business or, you know, uh, things like that are going to be on the one sheet. So coming from an authentic place and and really just honing in on those top three things are super important. Now, what about for the podcast host uh, who's looking to get into this and launch their podcast? Uh, you've been in this uh, for, for some time. You've seen great shows. You've seen not so great shows. From your experience, what are some of the don'ts uh, if you're looking to start a podcast this year? Yeah. And and we also have a company podcast called Rock the Podcast, which is pretty niche. It's mostly about the guesting strategy on other podcasts. But we've had that show since about 2014. I would say the biggest thing is get started because you can't get better until you start consistently practicing. Again, sound quality. So really make sure that you have sound quality and editing, whether you outsource the editing, which you can do pretty cheaply, that's important because if even if you're an incredible entrepreneur and expert, people will write you off if your sound quality is bad. And we have had clients say, I'm not going to go on a certain show because of the sound quality. And some of those shows were good. Like the content was really good. The, the host was a really good connection for them. Mm-hmm. But successful entrepreneurs didn't want a guest on the show because they felt like it would represent them badly. They felt like they couldn't share it because the quality was so low. So I think that's really important, especially if you want to attract high level guests, be professional, treat it really professionally, 
your sound quality, your content, all of that. And then the other thing is really be consistent because if you want to build an audience, you have to be showing up on the same day every week or every other week or even every month, whatever schedule is doable, but stick to that schedule. So you train your audience to know what to expect. If you're just dropping episodes kind of randomly or taking really long breaks and then coming back, you're going to lose your momentum as a host. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better. I, I think that's, that's the advice I give people who are looking to start and, you know, start with a frequency that you can manage as opposed to starting out the gate strong and then having to pull back. You can stretch the momentum and advertising and buzz from episode to episode, even if you're on a, a monthly release schedule. But the moment that you pull back, I, I tell people that they're going to go, your audience is going to look for another podcast. Uh, so mm -hmm. thank you, uh, Margie, for being on the show. Uh, do you have any parting thoughts that you would like to share with the audience? And how can people get in contact with you and Interview Connection? Thank you so much for having me. I mean, parting thoughts, I would just say get out there. You know, if you're interested in podcasting, either as a guest or as a host, get started because if you don't, you're going to look back a year from now and wish that you had started earlier. So just start building that momentum and see where it goes. And the best way to connect with us is actually we have a free Facebook community of thousands of entrepreneurs called the Guest Expert Profit Lab. It's a great place to network, get referrals, and then Jess and I are in there every single week doing trainings about how you can turn podcasting into a revenue stream in your business. So you can find that at interviewconnections.com slash group. Awesome. Well, this has been another episode of the Business Life and Coffee podcast. Margie, thank you so much for being a part of this and sharing your expertise with our audience. Uh, I have a feeling that you're going to get a, a flood of inquiries into how do I get on to show? And uh, I look forward to your continued growth and prosperity in this new year. So till next time, everyone, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.